Welcome to the Idea to Launch Show. My name is Lisa Zupal, and in studio with me today is Kateri Ruiz. Yes. Did I do that right? Perfect. I've been practicing. So I, I, I want to welcome her to the show because she has created something I think is pretty cool. It's called Maya Community. And if you haven't heard about it, that's what we're going to talk about today. So she can fill us in on how it all came about because it's a very interesting story. Who does it serve and uh, why you should be interested maybe in signing up and being part of this growing community. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks <laughs> thank for you for joining me. me. Yes. So this is very exciting. You are the creator. Yes. You are the mastermind. I don't know about all that, but I did start it. So there's that. And how did you start it? What 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 came about that made you say, "Oh, you know, what we're missing is a community yeah. for women business owners." We uh, so I had my professional work experience about 17 years worth of corporate America. Okay. And then I had what was happening in my own home. And it's it's really a personal journey, frankly. Mm-hmm. So about five years ago, I'm sitting on my living room floor, and we're watching a football game, my husband and I, and our four small daughters are playing in front of us. Yep. And it was the first time that I had ever had this thought. Five out of the six people in my own household are female. Mm-hmm. And yet we watched all male sporting events. And I, it was just like a light bulb went off that day. And I was, I whip out my cal- my calculator and I'm like five divided by six. 83% of my household population is female. <laughs> and yet we're watching all male sporting events. Yeah. And so slowly, and, and my husband and I also really kind of prided ourselves on not being stereotypical gender normers. So when our kids were small, I was the one that worked. My husband was the stay-at-home parent. Okay. And so here, like if you would have asked us, are you doing a good job of showing your girls a world where women had actualized equality and where women have uh, full representation, I would have said, of course, you're right. I, I would have gone from that place. Yep. And so slowly, my husband and I started giving ourselves our last 10 challenge. So we thought, all right, who are the last 10 thought leaders that we referenced at the dining room table when we were eating supper. Oh. And were we referencing women equally to men? And then we thought about, well, what about the last 10 products that we bought? Were those things that were made, created, ideated by women? Or at least women had equal representation in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we went to all sorts of things. And we just kept on going through this, like, literally this last 10 challenge. Books, movies, the service, the service providers that we brought into our home for whatever yep. kind of service, you know, things that we were buying. And I, it was fascinating to me. If you would have asked me, are you showing your daughters a world where women had actualized equality and equal representation at the highest levels where we create, where we ideate, where we're actually making the decisions mm-hmm. so that – the products and the services that we brought into our home yep. were reflective of the people in our home. Mm-hmm. And we failed miserably, mm. like miserably. And so it was really like this eye-opening. Yeah, but it's hard to know. Oh, it is. Yes. Hence. Hence. Well, there, <laughs> all of this. So it, that's what I mean. Like this was really a journey. Yep. It first just started with simple awareness. Wow. And then as we tried to affect change. And at the same time, I was really digging into a lot of women-centric data sets. Like I was, I was truly trying to understand a, a variety of things. And, and 
in conjunction with my work experience. So, so your background is analytical. <clears throat> I, I, I mostly ran a PNL, but okay. I, but I, I, yes, I, I enjoy data, and <laughs> I like um, ideating from a place of creative, you know, yeah. full, you know, creative creativity. But I always want to base that on some level of data or na- analytics yep. to to test its, you know to test its validity. Yeah. And um, so I, coming from the corporate world, I had watched for nearly two decades the underrepresentation of women at the highest levels of leadership. And while women could um, outperform their mm-hmm. colleagues, it didn't necessarily meant, mean that equal equal opportunity followed. Okay. And especially at the highest levels within organizations. And I had watched the gender pay gap over and over and over oh, really? again. And so I so I had that in my like professional work experience. Mm-hmm. And so then as we were I, I kind of got to this point of, well fine, put your money where your mouth is. And and I literally issued our family our personal challenge. So I said, if 83%, now I I realize how crazy this is, but if 83% of your household population is female, then 83% of the things that you buy, you consume. I'm glad we're 50-50. Because it makes it easier. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But but I literally was like, then 83% of those things that you bring into your home should be owned by women. talk about and what you bring into your home and what you highlight on, how hard was that? Impossible. Never hit it. Never once even came close to hitting it. Because how could you even begin to hit that? How would you even know how to even, how did you know how to even start? We we started, we we literally went through our expenses. And we we looked at all of our service providers, Mm -hmm. but then we also looked at our frequently reoccurring products that we would, that we would consume, use in our own house. And then we just did a little bit of research. So that that was happening, and then at the same time, because I knew of a lot of these largest lists, so I I knew of the women-owned logo. So yep. WeBank does you know vets companies to determine yep. whether or not they're fifty one percent owned and operated by um, women, and I go out to all of these organizations and I basically say, "May I please have your list? I'm a consumer. I just want to go spend my money." And the what was fascinating was that, yes, I could have had some of those lists, but the buy-in was so cost prohibitive that no regular consumer in their... Well, you have no, to buy the list? Of course. Okay. Or you have to buy into the organization or buy into the association. So I could have, in a sense, gotten like a list of 14,000 here, maybe another 6,000 there. But it still wouldn't have solved my problem for being able to apply what I then grew to call women-conscious consumerism. Yes. So we, I got to the point where I said, if we took a women-conscious consumerism lens to mm-hmm. the things that we buy, because as a woman, frankly, I buy for my home, yep. I buy for my business, yep. and I buy for the 50 nonprofit boards that I happen to sit on and wow. or be involved with. Not really 50. But my point is this is the a common woman's yeah. story. Yeah. The amount. We are the biggest buyers. Of course. Our purchasing power is in the trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. If we were just able to use that purchasing power in a more purposeful way where we could actually get to a point where women had equal representation at the highest levels of leadership. And so we're not about only women. Maya is a community just saying we demand women equally. That's all. So, for example, the companies that end up in the Maya, the Maya community are 50% 
or more women-owned. Mm-hmm. We're about gender balance. We're about gender equality. But we, but we do ask companies to get to a point of prove that. Like, you, you know. Right. Yeah. And then what we do is we ask consumers to say, if this is important to you, mm-hmm. and if creating a more fair, more just world is important to you, if women's perspective being pro- present in our product services and solutions that we offer the world, well, then women actually need to be involved equally at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Not just do you let women work for your company and do the good work within your company, but are women truly in positions where they are ideating, creating, and making the true decisions for the organizations. Right. Yeah. So it was only as a result of complete failure to what be you, able to spend my money okay, with my yeah. values. I'm like, what? I know, but... Because <laughs> my community is growing by leaps and bounds, is it not? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, we, I mean, we had no idea what it was going to look like. So we, I, I really didn't. I mean, I, 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 it, it came from this, like, personal story, right? I just want to go spend my money. But we have nearly 700,000 women-owned companies in the directory now. Wow. Some of wow. those don't even know about us, by the way, right? They were they were a they were people that we got on a list, a some level of vetted list. Okay, and so some of them don't even know about us yet, and um, but we we will scale that to all twelve point three million women owned companies mm. and counting, because if you really want consumers to be able to practice women conscious consumerism, mm-hmm. then they have to get into the habit of applying that lens when they're making the plethora of buying decisions that they make. So right. if I'm trying to find a pair of shoes, I, I you know, ideally I want to get in the habit of saying, oh, I'd like to find it from a from a company that actually supports gender equality. Yep. And if I want to find a website development firm, mm-hmm. I also want to be able to do that. Right. Or it might be I'm trying to find my kid's tutor or my, you know, you name it, my right. landscaping company, the because excavation On company. your website, it says if we all spend how yeah. much? So if each female in the United States spent $20 a month. Mind-blowing. For one year, the females of the United States would drive $37.7 billion more into woman-owned companies than all venture capital funding did last year. Like the amount... Just sit with that for a second. 20 oh, yeah. bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Who can do that? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Anyone could do that. Men included. Right. Right? I mean, like, every person yeah. could do this. That is so... How did you even come up with that? Because that is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. We started thinking about ways that a lot of times when you ask, I mean, what Maya is is a movement. Mm-hmm. Maya is is about helping people really understand the impact of their purchasing power yeah. and then allowing them an easier way to just do it, yep. right? The site just allows you to do it a little bit easier. And it will continue to get a lot easier. I mean, literally, this is our MVP. This is our beta. How old is it? Well, we launched in April of 2018. Okay. So we're seven months. So then I came on like old. right when you guys launched? Straight away. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That's what that's what happens when <laughs> Cheryl says, go do this. Yes. You're helping humanity. Cheryl, go it's do this. all you. It's all Cheryl. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. So it's just yeah. an infancy. Yeah, it's a baby. Oh, that's awesome. I know. And we have thousands of searching consumers. I love that. I know. All over the country. Yeah. So we when we put it out there, we we knew 
what, and this is what I mean by the movement part of it. The it was going. It wasn't going to be because like we connected all the dots ourselves. It was Maya was really meant to be a social movement where people understood their collective power. So if every woman-owned business comes in and she shares it with her ten friends, which mm-hmm. is the way women do things, yep. right? Yep. You come in, you share it with your ten friends. A consumer comes in and they share it with their ten friends. It was really based upon people bringing their their people along, their tribe along, mm-hmm. their whatever along, and to really fully actualize the impact of our collective power. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. And it all started from watching football. Literally. <laughs> NFL football. <laughs> so if you were to look back uh, two years ago, would you have ever dreamed that this would – or how long have you been working on this movement? Well, so it was about two years ago when I was starting to, like, bake the idea. Okay. Um, and it was because I spent three years failing miserably. It only took me three years of failing miserably to, like, say, what are you going to do differently then? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to have thoughts and ideas and beliefs and all of that, and it's quite another to act upon them. Yep. And then when you fail— it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot. And I'm a really private person. Like, I—so— I, did I really think that this is what I would be doing? Probably no. I mean, my most honest answer, no. I thought I was going to go work after selling my soul in corporate America for 20 yeah. years. Yeah. I really thought I was going to go work for a nonprofit. Okay. And do some good in the world, right? Yes. That was my, like, yeah. I'm going to go do some good in the world. And then I thought about it as I was starting to do my and, and we were talking to people. Um, I thought, you know, you stand for women's financial independence, because Mm -hmm. when women are financially independent, they are free to make their own decisions, free from strings attached, right? And pursue whatever that is supposed to be to them. And that's really a no judgment kind of space. Whatever is in your heart and your head and what you want to do with your helping hands, and that's going to be a different journey for each one of us. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but, but having women's financial independence allows them to actually make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's a key part of Maya. The second key part of Maya is that women need to be involved equally at the highest levels where we ideate, create, and make decisions mm-hmm. so that what we put in the world has women's perspective. You have present. some crazy stats, and I printed some out, but I didn't bring them, but you have some crazy stats on your website. So what I would like to do is invite the listeners to go out to the Maya community. Maya Dot dot community, community. Yeah. and check out the stats that they have on there. It's pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. It really is. When, you know, they're – so if 2018 is the year of the woman, right? 2018 is the year of the woman. 2019 is the put your money where your mouth is then, mm-hmm. right? So go, go act upon all of these awesome beliefs that we have and – and use your collective power to literally provide impact tomorrow. Like, that, that's how easy this is, mm-hmm. right? It's so simple, it's ridiculous, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just about really aligning your money with your values. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. That's yes. deep. And that goes for men and women, of right? Course. Because there are plenty of men that cheer on women. Yeah. <laughs> I get asked that question all the time, like, how do I be a better better ally? Yeah. You know, men ask all the time, what, what can I do? Right. And, and so I say two things. Um, one, 
go spend your money more directly with women and women-owned businesses. Yeah. Invest in them, buy from their businesses, do all the things that you would otherwise do. It's mm-hmm. quite simple, actually. Two, um, recommend women-owned businesses. Yeah. So at, when you are asked, uh, what are the you know five landscaping companies recommend women equally to that of men, yeah. you know, women own places equally to that of men. And then, the, but the next big thing that I think men as allies could be doing that would make such an impact, and I think that this is definitely trending, but assume and embrace domestic parity. So allow the women in your lives, right, to... Yep. to pursue, free them up to be able to pursue the same risks for opportunities Mm -hmm. that men have been afforded for centuries. And so when men assume domestic parity, women in their lives then get to go forward and and really see, actualize kind of their own greatness. And in, I I don't know, I might have tunnel vision, but what I'm seeing is that is happening more and more and it's compounding. I mean... I have more women uh, business owner friends who their husbands are, you know, taking care of all the things so that they can lift their wives up to pursue their dreams, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they've already established their dream or they've, they're working towards their dream as well. And so it's, it's I, I think it's a, a turn in, in who we are. I think it's definitely trending. We're not even close to to parody, but but it is definitely in some households. In some, <laughs> in some, yeah, yeah. So mm. that's so okay. Twenty nineteen is going to be put your money where your mouth is. But what is going to happen with the Maya community? I mean, what are your goals for twenty nineteen? How big are you going to go, sister? I know. So I have the audacious goal that we will have our directory fully representing the twelve point three million women-owned companies across the United States. Now. That there's no chance I will actually hit that in 2019, but I'm putting it into the universe and yep. I'm going to ask Mother Universe to answer that. Um, and we continue to make, frankly, we want to partner with every woman centric organization that is out there. And so that's a big, um, that's a big goal of ours this mm-hmm. year because all of these. All of these women who are currently on some level kind of supporting other women-owned businesses and or all of that. All these little niches all over the place. Everywhere. So there are thousands of women's organizations across the United States. And if they were to actually – if we were to combine all of that into a place, into a system, into a something where where you could literally affect change – across every kind of buying decision that you have, that you have impact over, it would be fascinating. And so our most of our partnerships um, start to happen actually at the beginning of the year. Um, and we'll just continue to do those because that's really the lift that we get, you know, when we tap into those networks. That's We bring thousands of people in and relatively quickly. Because they're already committed to the mission. Like, yeah. they're they're already there. I just think it's it's not, um, well, for me, oh, got to get closer. Yes. For me, it's not about that men are bad and women are all that and a box of ho-hos. But it's about lifting the women up mm-hmm. to 
uh, a new level, right? Mm -hmm. Spending 20 bucks a month on a women-owned business changes the game, mm -hmm. period, mm -hmm. right? And that's what I, I did the what? <laughs> because it's about all of us succeeding mm -hmm. together. Yes. We could we could do it right now. Yeah. Like we are the CEOs of our own lives. Yeah. How we spend our money is completely up to us. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So we use the tampon stat. I mean, yeah. If each female in the United States just bought her tampons from women owned I think companies. I read that one. Lola or L, <laughs> women would drive $2.7 billion more into women-owned companies than all venture capital funding. No idea. I know, just tampons. Is that on your website? Yeah, it might be stats? somewhere. I might have that yeah. one. But interesting. Yeah. It's, you have all these little stats that make you go, huh, who knew? Uh -huh. I mean, because I've never put that much thought into it until I was introduced to you guys. And I was like, oh, these guys sound pretty Pretty awesome. And it's not just being part of a site so that people can find you. It's actually supporting this movement mm -hmm. of lifting one another up, mm -hmm. which I think is important. So whatever business you're in, uh, if you excel at what you do, then heck yeah, you should be lifted up. Absolutely. Hopefully good owners ask their customer base what's working for us and what's not. Yep. And, and tell me what's not as much as you tell me what is. Right. Now, do it nicely and respectfully and the way that you would want right. to receive constructive feedback. But, right. it, like, don't blast them on social just for the heck of it. Right. I, but, but, like, reach out to them and say, like, Have that conversation. here's the stuff that I really loved about what you were doing. Yep. Here, I think, is are the holes in your solution set or in the whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. We are listening to our – because we have two primary customers, right? We have consumers and women-owned businesses. Yep. And we know that our MVP version has things that we already have baked into version two that are, are things that we want to get better at. And, um, and we will continue to pulse our community to, to say what do we need to be doing and doing differently or doing more of to really help you. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that's awesome that we're getting from our community is the the crowdsourcing that they're doing for us. I didn't know about this. Tell well, me more. We didn't ask for it, and all of a sudden it came, and we were like, "Oh, well, clearly we should be doing some of that." <laughs> so consumers would reach out, and they would say, "Well, you don't have my favorite water." company on there. Hint, I buy it at Target. And we were like, well, thank you very much. We reach out to Hint. We say, are you still 50% or more woman-owned? They say, yes. We say, come get on the community, right? Yep. And, and then the second biggest crowdsourcing group kind of entity are corporate accounts payable departments and corporate buyers. Hmm. Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know this. Yes. So they're now reaching out and saying, look, we do business with these 10 women-owned companies, and some of them are on your site and some of them are not, and we would like them to have additional visibility. Like, we would like them to have some exposure. I know. It was, it was so Aww. cool because that was one of the first signs that the ecosystem idea, the yeah. ways with which people were going to start thinking about it and yeah. using it, was actually going to work. And then we had, like, something that happened relatively recently. Thrivent was looking to do a female um, – they were looking to do uh, a female-centric um, event for their um, clients. For their okay. clients, yeah. yeah. And, and they wanted the entire event to be woman-sourced, you know, like their entire – all of their vendors and suppliers to be so women-owned companies. So where do they companies. go? 
literally, I get a phone call from Libby saying, we're looking to do this event, and oh, we want to source them from your site. And we said, that's so awesome. And, you know, and then she asked us, like, who do you really love and believe in? And, and then we gave her... We gave her the list. I love that. I know. So, like, the ways with which yep. people are using it is the movement, which has nothing to do with us. Because it's happening more and more. People really want to wrap their arms around this yep. and lift the women up because they've been yep. in, on the back burner for so long, mm-hmm. right? I, you see it everywhere, especially with all these micro groups that are all over the place and more and more sprouting up all the time. So you guys have your work cut out for you in this, in this next year. <laughs> it, it'll be a ridiculously gro- – it will be a huge growth year. Yeah. And we're, as we're growing then, we're really listening to the feedback that we're getting mm-hmm. from consumers and women business owners. Oh, that's awesome. I know. Wow. What if – no. Okay. So we'll brainstorm at another time together. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I have all these ideas going and I'm sure that we could talk – for another few hours about what else is happening at Maya and and your journey here because as short as our time is together you guys get the compacted version but there is so much more and there's so many things going on and I just want to say thank you thank you for taking the time to come here and and talk about and share Maya Mm -hmm. with us if you want to connect with Katira, what mm-hmm. is the best way for them? Can they connect with you or should they just go to Maya community? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can come to the website first and foremost. Maya.community. Maya. And Maya is M-A-I-A dot community. M-A-I-A dot community. And then you sign in. It's a gated community on purpose mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. protect and, and, and keep the site free from misuse. Um, but then you can search for free. Mm-hmm. And and as a woman business owner, you can also list your business for free. So there's always going to be the free basic listing for anybody. And then you can also choose a premium listing, yep. and you think of that as advertising. Yep. But even and our price— And it's not even—it's yeah, exactly. it's peanuts. It was meant to literally— be so that any woman it was business owner such a no brainer when I went in there. I'm like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> we we wanted it to be free from so anybody could get in. Yes, like there would be no barriers to right. entry to to that. go do some collective good work. Yep, yeah. and support a community. Be listed as a small business owner. You can be listed yeah. as a woman small business owner. You can be listed in this community that is growing mm-hmm. by leaps and bounds. Yeah. And I'm so excited for you. This is out of. Uh, Minnesota. Did you grow up here, by the way? In Owatonna, Minnesota. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're used to this. Yeah. yeah. But I grew up here, too, and I'm not used to it. So. I, I have no words. <laughs> anyway, I am so thankful that you guys were able to join us. Thank you for joining the ID to Launch show. Thank you to Katira for joining us as well. And if this resonated with you, share the Maya community with your buddies um, and get signed up today. It's so much fun and uh, we'll see you next time. 